This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Good morning and welcome. Merry Christmas. You are listening to Your Catholic Corner 89.0 Free FM. Good morning and welcome. Merry Christmas. You are listening to Your Catholic Corner 89.0 Free FM on this Sunday, the 25th of December, Jesus' birthday, Christmas Day. Merry Christmas. Thomas, good morning. Good morning, Julie. Merry Christmas to you. And Merry Christmas to you. And thank you to the parishioners of St. Matthew's in Hillcrest in Hamilton City for allowing your Catholic Corner to be on air, online and on demand. 89.0 free FM. As I said, this is, well, you know it's Christmas Day. So it makes sense, I believe, to start off with Jesus because Jesus is the reason for the season. Let's start with the readings of today. So to start with, we have a reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of the messenger who announces peace, who brings good news, who announces salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. Listen, your sentinels lift up their voices. Together they sing for joy, for in plain sight they see the return of the Lord to Zion. Break forth together into singing, you ruins of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted his people, he has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has bared his holy arm before the eyes of all the nations. And all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The response for today's psalm is all the ends of the earth have seen the saving power of God. All the ends of the earth 
have seen the saving power of God. O sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvellous things. His right hand and his holy arm have brought him victory. For the ends of the earth have seen the saving power of God. The Lord has made known his victory. He has revealed his vindication in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the saving power of God. All the ends of the earth have seen the victory of our God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. All the ends of the earth have seen the saving power of God. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of melody, with trumpets and the sound of the horn, make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. All the ends of the earth have seen the saving power of God. Second reading is from a reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets, but in these last days he has spoken to us by a son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom he also created the worlds. He is the reflection of God's glory and the exact imprint of God's very being, and he sustains all things by his powerful word. When he made purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son, today I have begotten you? Or again, I will be his father and he will be my son. And again, when he brings the firstborn into the world, he says, Let all God's angels worship him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him. He cried out, saying, This is the one I spoke about when I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me, because he was before me. Out of his fullness, 
we have all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son, who is himself God, and is in the closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ.
Welcome back. You're listening to Your Catholic Corner 89.0 Free FM. Thank you to parishioners of this of St. Matthew's in Hillcrest in Hamilton City on this Sunday, the Sunday of Christmas. Thomas. Yes. What witness called you to how do you witness this was this gospel was about john's witness right john being a witness yeah well that that was certainly one of the um key things that, that i got out of today's gospel and i just sort of think well let's let's think a little bit about john so we know that uh john was the sort of guy who wore animal skins he ate locusts and and honey uh, i personally wouldn't be super favorable to to eating locusts, but the honey sounds all right to me. So he's probably a little bit uh, outside the box for, for what we would sort of think uh, in today's contemporary setting. Uh, yet God called him. He called him to be a witness. And I guess it just sort of probably brings home the point to me Well, I'm like, well, actually, God, God calls me to be a witness as well. And I sort of think, okay, so what, what does that look like? Uh, and, and when might that happen? And I've been reflecting on this a little bit, and I really feel that well, well, this witness thing is is a is a twenty four seven thing. Um, it doesn't really matter uh, who you're with or what you're doing. Uh, God is calling us to to witness all day, every day. It's not. So, it's a bit like integrity. It's not something that you can turn on when you open the door and people see you and then turn off when nobody knows what you're doing because God knows what you're doing. And, yeah, it's 24-7, 365. Sunshine, hail, rain, wind, puddles, sand, everything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely it is. And, you know, you know, we often hear that the common complaint of our non-believers, oh, you know, like those those Catholics or those those Christians, you know, if, if only they, they actually, you know, said what they say they would do um, and, and behave in a way that they uh, are taught to behave. So I think that, yeah, that witness is super, super important. Because I, when I used to live in the dark, before I lived in the light, I used to, when I was ignorant, very, well, more ignorant than I am now, I used to think, I used to be one of those people that said, how come it's okay for Catholics to go to confession or go to church on a Sunday, say they're sorry, and then go around and do the whole thing, whatever it is they're sorry for, do the whole thing back again from Monday to Saturday, get confession, be absolved. Where, how does that play out? So now I know it's not quite like that. 
but it's still a perception that we need to... I, I guess also for me that this witness thing is we can't put it we can't put people up on a pedestal either because we can't we are ordinary people and being witness doesn't mean to say that we're perfect no that that's absolutely right and I actually just sort of it made me think of something that our, our holy father Pope Pope Francis had said and uh, he was talking about our, our Catholic Christian witness and he sort of said you know don't, don't be one of those Catholics who, who go around you know like with, with a grim look on their face looking like they've just been to a funeral you know like that that's not joy you know that that's not uh, a positive Christian witness and I think it's sort of like I alluded to uh, last episode I was just saying that um, you know it's not saying that we need to be inauthentic or to be always smiling and that sort of thing but just to give a really authentic witness. And one of the, the key things that I really like about the, the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit um, always calls us to a place of uh, an authentic and, and joyful witness. So I think perhaps if there are any listeners who might sort of been uh, struggling with, with their own uh, Catholic Christian witness, as, as I often do, I think, yeah, plug back into the Holy Spirit and uh, see where things might take you from there. You you just reminded me of a saying, well, it's not a saying, there's a reading, and I, I don't know which reading it is, but it's about, I don't even know who said it, it's words to the effect of when you, oh gosh, what is it, when you pray, do it, do it with a glad heart, when, you know, do everything smiling and, and not make a big burden or chore mm-hmm. out of it, I can't remember the which reading it is, but it's it says what Pope Francis, what you just said about Pope Francis. Do it with joy. John talked about gifts in a way. We all have gifts. I'm going to put you on the spot. What are your gifts? Yeah, that, that's a really good question. It was actually quite quite interesting. Um, a number of um, months ago, um, in my work, I work in a lot of different uh, Christian. Um, churches and, and domains, and it was actually um, a, a Protestant pastor who sort of said to me, Tom, you know, I feel a real calling on your life of, of pastor. And it actually sort of made my, my, my gut sink. I just sort of thought, oh, gosh, you know, I've, I've actually been to the seminary, and um, no, I honestly don't feel that, that that's, you know, the Lord's calling on my life. But um, when I broke that down a little bit more, I thought, oh, you know, well, what, what sort of a, a key root of, um, you know, that word, pastor um and if you sort of spread it out a little bit more it can become pastoral and i thought yeah that yeah now we're talking um and i would i would say that that is one of my gifts is is to be pastoral you know to to take um an interest in what people are doing um to to lend a hand uh, if and where i can uh to to pray for people um so i think yeah being being pastoral is is one of one of my key gifts, and that sits right with you. That feels right, feels good. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it absolutely does. Um, because I think I enjoy I enjoy being with people. You know, like I've I've got my quirks just as much as the next person. You know, like I probably talk more than I should listen, and and, and those sorts of things. But um, it's something that I've had had affirmed in me for um, from a number of people and. I think it's one of those things. Sometimes we're not actually uh, aware of our own gifts, and um, sometimes you know we need promptings from other people. Um, and 
I think, yeah, you can sometimes sit sit in, in prayer um, and, and just sort of think, you know, yeah, what 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 is the Lord sort of, um, you know, what what gifts has, has he given me? Um, and I think just another one for me probably too would be to be an encourager, um, to encourage people. Um, because I sort of think, you know, that there are so many things that, that it doesn't matter, you know, whether you're, you're old, young, uh, whatever it is, you know, we all, we all need an encouragement in life. And I think, um, it's something that, um, yeah, my, my, my grandfather always sort of taught me too, you know, like it's good to be, um, you know, positive and, and to smile at people and, and to be encouraging. So, yeah. You, Christmas is usually for for many people a time of families for some it's a dread of being with families and for others it's a joy what does christmas mean to you and your family because you've got a big family your extended yeah, family ser- is huge yeah i certainly do have um a large extended family and it's always i've always just sort of found it bizarre when some people sort of say to me oh you know we have eight people at our christmas or 10 or 12 and I'm like oh gosh I have dozens and dozens you know like it can easy peasy be be 50 or 60 people um but I think sort of growing up uh, over the years it would certainly be uh, uh having the nativity and the under our Christmas tree and uh, 150 percent would would go along to to mass um yeah we, we certainly like like our food so um have um all, all the Christmas goodies trifle and and all of those sorts of things um, but yeah, I just sort of think, yeah, probably, yeah, the, the, the faith and family elements, particularly of, of Christmas are, are important to me. And it's just sort of so ingrained. Um, and I would certainly say that in, in a positive way, I'm like, well, well, that, that's what we do. Yeah. Jesus is the reason for the season. Absolutely. Yeah. What have you throw you on the spot here have you got friends who are don't share the same faith don't are not christian and when they find out that christmas really is quite meaningful to you how do you explain that to them because it comes back to this 24 7 365 thing I think, yeah. life according to Julie. Because it's easy to, you know, I'm just going to Christmas. Or it's, it's Christmas, I'll go to Mass. Because everybody goes to Mass at Christmas. But yeah. how do you explain, how do you, yeah, how do you introduce, how do you be witness to your your secular, your non-believing friends? Yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting. Like, like, funnily enough, the immediate thing I think is, you know, and in, in some of my communication with them, I will sign off with, God bless, uh, and the emoji with the praying hands together, I'm sort of saying, well, even if even if you don't believe in God, I do, um, and and I will be will be praying for you. And I think it actually just sort of reminds me of um, something that Mother Teresa had sort of said, and it might be you know like even you know because she obviously worked with a lot of Hindus and Muslims and that sort of thing. She sort of said, well, you know, even if they aren't they aren't Christian or they aren't Catholic, you know, it, it doesn't mean that that they don't bear the, the face of Christ. Um, and it's something that I've often sort of grappled with. I'm like, oh, well, you know, God God created everything. So even perhaps if they, they might not be a, a child of God, um, they're still still created by God. And I think it really just goes back to that, that uh, joyful Christian witness. I'm like, oh, well, the, 
when they see Tom as a as a is he a joyful person? You know, does he like what he does? You know, is is he sincere? Um, and, and I could even just sort of think an example of that is, is when I lived in um, South Korea. You know, when you're going along to mass and it is not in your native tongue. Um, and I think that was a bit of a witness to um, one of um, my colleagues there. I sort of said, well, it's actually sort of a little bit besides the point for me. And obviously we're really blessed with our Catholic aerobics, so we, we know when to stand up and sit down and to, to kneel and to, to do the sign of the cross and, and all of that sort of thing. So I think it's really just trying to be um, as, as consistent as possible um, and, and just to, to be really authentic in your witness and to know that, yeah, actually, hey, I, I do make mistakes very regularly. And guess what? You know, I actually struggle with a lot of the same things you do. I think we, yeah, and I think it's it's easy, like I said earlier, which is a something I was guilty of way back in the beginning. And Alan told me they're just ordinary men, Julie, priests. I expected priests to be perfect, to be like mm. saints, but they're no just, but they are just ordinary men. And it's yeah. I think it's it's people who don't know the ordinariness of. Jesus that put people like priests and the Pope and nuns and religious on pedestals because mm. that's where we expect them because we have this screwed up idea of what God is about. Because God's not about perfection. God's about living in the, the mire and the muck and asking for mercy every day. Well, and then and, and that's it, and that's exactly, um, you know, that the sort of church that Pope Francis said that he prefers, you know, like he, he, he prefers, you know, when when the, the, the pastors smell, smell like their flock, you know, he prefers it to be sort of uh, in a situation that looks probably a bit more like a, a war zone, actually, because that is the reality, you know, like we very much see it in, in Ukraine at the moment and other, other parts of the world, um, you know, like if we are, uh, you know, it's that saying, you know, to, to not be uh, of the world, but, but in it. You know, you are you are in the world, but, yeah, we don't necessarily need to um, indulge and, and get and get hooked into some of these things that, that are not good for us as Catholic Christians. Yeah, I, I think that those people that look on the outside into the light, guilty, is charged way back. It's easy to think that, Christians have Instagram type perfect lives because they're Christians and therefore everything must be perfect in their world, but it's not. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's absolutely right. And it's like, oh, you go to church because you think you're perfect. And it's like, no, I go to church because I absolutely know I am not. And that's one of the real blessings as, as, uh, as Catholics that we have that, that sacrament of reconciliation and we see it very clearly in the scriptures you know that um jesus's mercy does not run out you know it's us you know who, who tire of um asking for forgiveness and, and receiving that mercy and i think that's a good place to finish thank you merry christmas if you are on the roads driving i'm going to repeat what bishop steve says if you're a slow driver pull over Make sure you keep checking your rear vision mirror. If you're a fast driver, slow down. And everybody, stay safe. Peace be with you. God bless. Merry Christmas. Thomas, thank you for joining us today. 
and thank you to the parishioners of St. Matthew's and Hillcrest and Hamilton City. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out more.